Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The clock is ticking, and it's... Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio going to be over for the Clippers in seconds. The Nuggets are going to the Western Conference Finals, and what a gack fest by the Clippers. They are going to blow a three games to one lead, and the Nuggets are going to take on the Lakers. Your final score now, 
104-89. The Nuggets move on, and the Clippers go home. So much for Bam Adebayo's block being such a big deal. Yeah, that was so two hours ago, man. Yeah, that, that was, yeah it's a great block, great play. Yeah, great, yeah, yeah. But the Clippers blow a 3-1 lead, and here they are now going home. And there are three people that we are going to have to talk about the most when it comes to this Clippers gack and, and, and choking things away. Jamal Murray goes for 40. Nikola Jokic, a triple-double with 16, 22, and 13. It is a tremendous, tremendous night. Now, before we get to the Clippers, let me just say this about the Nuggets. It's pretty simple for the Nuggets. It's pretty simple for the Lakers. It's pretty simple for everybody. If you can stop Jamal Murray from going off, you will win the game. I mean, it's, it's that simple. I, I get it. It's easier said than done because Jamal Murray's becoming a superstar. But that's really what it is. Jokic can get his numbers. He can do his thing. The big man can do his thing. If you can stop Murray from taking over, you will win games. And look at the Nuggets' win-loss uh, record throughout the playoffs, and it goes along with that tremendously. Look at the series against Utah when he goes for 36 and 42 and 50. They win all the games. Look at the series against the Clippers, right? When he scored 12, they lost. When he scored 27, they won. When he scored 14 and 18, they lost. When he scored 26, 21, and 40, they won. It really is that simple. If you can hold Jamal Murray down, you stop the Nuggets from being dynamic. It's not like they have so many other guys that can kill you. But this one-two punch of him and Jokic is unstoppable when you let Murray get off. And he has a game like he has tonight. You're going to win. He had 25 at halftime. What did I say? The Nuggets are going to win this game. He's got 25 at halftime. They're down two. This is his game. The Clippers can't hold him back. He's going to go off in the second half, continue. And this is where we're at. And now the Nuggets are moving on to the NBA Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. It's, it's the, for, as far as Jamal Murray goes, it's that simple. Stop him, you stop the Nuggets. Can the Lakers do it? I can't wait to see when LeBron is on him in big situations and trying to shut it down. That's going to be some awesome theater, and maybe they can, but clearly the Clippers were not up to it. The two big men getting after it. I mean, uh, uh, he, who doesn't want to see Jokic and Anthony Davis uh, and, and the battles that flow, and LeBron James watching him drift defensively, trying to figure out where he's got to go, right, given the passing ability of Jokic uh, and how he sets up plays. So I, it's, you know, classic two-on-two basketball, and we're going to eagerly await to see, you know, which of the ancillary secondary parts are going to come up big. Grant with 14 in this one. Harris with 14 in this one. I take you back to the first half. 54-43 after a Patrick Beverly make with 325 left. Nuggets outscore the Clippers 11-2 to finish the half to make it a two-point game and never look back after that. Came out, blitzed them 28-18 in the third quarter. Three-point shots started falling. We talked about it earlier. Six of ten from three in that frame. Eleven of nineteen from the field overall. No answers. A bunch of missed bunnies down low. And the Clippers played soft. I'm going to call it what it is. And down the stretch, Patrick Beverly had a foul on Jamal Murray in the final minute. That was borderline cheap, the way he pulled him back. That could have been a knee. That could have been an ankle. That could have been ugly. He got popped in the face for it. So, you know, I guess there was a little bit of... Uh, equilibrium as it were but all the toughness and all those big moments that we anticipated from the Clippers they they had they were snuffed out I mean they they did not bring that same level of intensity and that gelling that everybody kept waiting for 
Well, it's done, and now it's all on Doc Rivers. You got to take it. You got to wear it. And remember last week, we had other shows all over the place when we talked about Kawhi Leonard and what he is in, in the larger scale. It's saying, no, you guys are insane, uh, and that he was a nice a- additive part in the past. And now, what, what, do you, what do you say? Those top five dreams are long gone after mm. this collapse. Six of 22 minus 21. Paul George, four of 16 minus 20. There you go. There's your tail of the tape. Things are so bad, even Magic Johnson has a hot take on the Clippers. Here's Magic Johnson. Let's go. Tweeting this out five minutes ago. The Clippers choked again. Palm face emoji. They choked against Houston in 2015, and they choked tonight against the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Even Magic Magic, Johnson. Even Magic is throwing fire at you. You got even Steve Hartman. Our buddy still works with us here at Fox Sports Radio mm. on the weekends and an L.A. icon. How does Doc Rivers survive this later disaster? Uh, he, he doesn't he tweet, and he he's can. taking shots at Doc Rivers. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the Doc Rivers aspect of this. He has now blown a 3-1 lead in the playoffs for the third time. He has now blown it with two incarnations of Clipper rosters that are filled with all-stars and different. He went from the Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan with a great bench, including J.J. Redick, all-star caliber team into the new here's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and, and Lou Williams off the bench and Montrez Harrell's the sixth man of the year. And still they can't get out of the second round of the playoffs. I'll tell you, Doc Rivers is, does such a great job of putting out the image that I'm in charge of everything and I, I need, I'm the glue, right? I, I, and, and clearly for certain things off the court he was. He was the glue that helped keep the team together through the Steve Ballmer uh, situation when he comes in to own the team after Donald Sterling. But as far as on the court, he does a tremendous job. It's mesmerizing that he says, hey, I'm in charge and you need me in charge of things. But when they lose, it's like a shrug of the shoulders and, well, this has to happen differently on the court. It's, it's not that he's not taking the blame. It's that I'm going to tell you, hey, this happened, and, well, that's where the blame lies. And good coaches will always – they will always be the ones to say, this is on me. I, I need to do things. I, I need to figure things out. This is my – sometimes you take pressure off the team by taking the blame, even if it's not you. But I'll tell you what, Doc does such a great job of just, hey, you know what, look, I, I'm, I'm in charge here. And, and this is my – but when things go bad, well, d- 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 there's a reason why I look. And that, that's something that Kawhi's got to do better. That's something that Paul George has to do better. That's a, he does a great job of being able to deflect, not just push it someplace else, say not my fault, but he does such a great job of deflecting, but those days are over now. And clearly by what we're seeing on social media after this game, it, it's it. It's the, the Doc Rivers love affair has ended. And at this point, you wonder – when is Phil Jackson going to suddenly say, you know, I'd love to come back to L.A. and uh, you know, I can coach all these teams? <laughs> because something's got to happen. Because right, it's, it's like it's the last straw with Doc Rivers' teams with all this talent. I mean, all the all-star and all-NBA caliber players he has had, and still the Clippers can't get out of the second round. Well, you brought in these two top ten players. Uh, the graphic just showed this now makes a nice even 50 years as an organization with no conference finals appearances. So you got that going for you. Uh, 50th anniversary patches to be made or something like that. But when, when we look at this team, the excuse makers are going to be out there in force. 
They never had their continuity, injuries, guys not in the bubble, guys leaving the bubble and getting themselves in trouble. Maybe they point the fingers at Lou Williams a little bit. Uh, you know, Lemon Pepper Lou and his trademark and all of that. You know, it's all fun and easy, and you got to pass the time in the bubble. I get it. But he wasn't very good throughout the playoff run. Uh, you have Patrick Beverly miss time, and then his play was uneven. And, look, we, we can talk about the struggles that Paul George had, very real things, talked about the dark place and, and all of that that he was going to, seemingly turned it around for a day had a big game, and then became spotty, uneven, and here he was a no-show in Game 7. Absolutely a no-show in Game 7, he and Kawhi Leonard. And all of these things are going to be able to be used by pundits to deflect some of the blame if they want to, but the, the facts are there. You built a team to compete. You built a team to go battle LeBron James for Western Conference supremacy. You forgot about a little thing uh, that Denver, even with just two guys really doing most of the damage, they done messed you up. So now you, you go home and you've got to figure out what the next iteration of this team is. And for Steve Ballmer, it's a lot of, a lot of soul searching, right? We always talk about coaches and their ability, the A to B, B to C guys. And you mentioned Doc Rivers and all that he's meant to the organization and navigating some tough times, even getting – them to this point and, and being in the bubble. But in the end, it, it was all about basketball, and they couldn't get it done. And not only did they lose game seven, they lost in embarrassing fashion. They were absolutely beaten down by this Denver team in the second half and put up little resistance. You know, and, and the thing is for Doc Rivers, say, okay, what did Doc Rivers do? What did he do? What did he not do? One thing Doc Rivers did, a lot of his rotation was not working, and he stuck with it all the way through, and he made no adjustments. He made absolutely yeah. zero adjustments throughout this. And you're at the point when you get to the playoffs, okay, when something's not working, okay, you got to cut that down and get away from it and move on to something else, and he didn't do it. Everything was the same all the way through. Was, These are my guys all year long, and I get that. I understand wanting to do that. But when you're in the playoffs and it's about winning or going home, or it's about, hey, this suddenly isn't working for us, well, guess what? Lou Williams' 25 minutes might not be great. And that might, might not be the, thing, the, the way to go. Paul George taking shots when he can't make anything. That's not the way to go. There, there's no adjustments that he made that I can say, okay, well, he's try. He, he came out with the same lineup the same way, and clearly it wasn't working, and he still kept it going all the way through. And that's, a, that's the number one thing I can tell you about Doc Rivers and, and what's going to come down on him following this, because that's the number one thing there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you wonder why I say... Oh, I don't expect anything from Paul George because he, because he doesn't come through in the clutch. He's not that guy. This from Dan Wojcik, L.A. Times NBA insider, who's going to join us next hour from the bubble. The jaw-dropping quote of the night from Paul George. I think internally we always felt this was not a championship or bust year for us. You think it, it, you want to hear it from Paul George himself? Go ahead. We got it. It, it is what it is. It's no cop-out fact of the matter is we didn't live up to that expectation but I think internally we've always felt this is not a championship or bust year for us you know we we can only get better the longer we stay together and the more we're around each other the more chemistry for this group the better I think that's really the tell of the tape of the season we just didn't have enough time together wow hang on a second hang on a second if you want to fall back on that we didn't have time together like 
you were up 3-1 in the series. You were up 3-1. You were up 3-1. You don't blow 3-1 leads. Teams don't blow 3-1 leads in the NBA. It doesn't happen. But to sit here and say this was not a championship or bust season, if he's telling the truth about the locker room here, Mike, and he's telling the truth that, okay, we, that the team was never on, on board with, hey, we got to have the focus to win, are you wonder why they lost here in the second round of the playoffs? Why they didn't have a killer instinct? If this is really where they were, and I don't know how you don't have a championship or bust mentality now in the NBA because stars show up with teams now and play for a couple of years and they move on. Every time a star shows up in a new city, it's a championship or bust year because you don't know how long they're going to be there until they move on. No one is going to sign seven, eight-year contracts anymore. All the big superstars, mm-hmm. all the big movers and shakers are doing a couple of years, and they're going on. LeBron, couple of years. AD, couple of years. Paul George, all these guys. Kawhi, couple of years. Couple of, everybody's doing a couple of years because they want to have that flexibility to be able to go someplace else if it's not working out. So if you don't have a championship or bust year, th- this is top-down that I expect huge sweeping changes on the Clippers next year from head coach and Doc Rivers down to the complimentary players. Because if you can't instill a championship or bust year when you bring in Kawhi and Paul George, when are you going to do it? When, are you gonna, when is a championship year for you? Three years from now? Four years from now? Five? When is it? No one's signings playing here forever. This is how it works in the NBA now. So you see this and you wonder, wow, the Clippers really just never got it. They just, they just never really understood about this, And clearly, it's Paul George's thinking, because even if you're saying, okay, this is not everybody, he's speaking for himself, you're talking about a guy who's supposed to be the second best player on the team saying, oh, it's never a championship or bust year for us. Whoa! Seriously? Does this explain why you, you, you couldn't come up with big performances? We don't feel our backs are to the wall here and we could win a championship? You're up 3-1. You have never been out of the second round of the playoffs, your team. Not once. And still it's not a championship or bust year? My goodness. This stuff coming out of the Clippers locker room, I, I, I wonder if, if everybody's going to be gone next year except Kawhi. I mean, at this point, what if he's the only guy that's going to be there at the end of all of this? This is well, insane. Well, how pissed are you if you're Steve Ballmer? I want the split mm. screen with all this nonsense these guys are talking. I want, like, the big brother confessional or, yeah. or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is where they, he gets to sit there and listen behind as these guys start talking to the reporters. I mean, good God. He spent countless dollars to try to make this work, trying to build this new facility, saying, yeah, we'll go in as champions, and this will be our place, and we'll be away from Staples, and we'll have our banner, and all of this stuff. Developers, 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 all of that. And the streetlights over spotlights, it was the, we're going up against LeBron and Anthony Davis. Blank them. We're, we've arrived. And all of these guys are like, eh. And we get it. There was stuff in the bubble, and there were they were one of the teams, just like the Lakers, that were potentially looking like like you're going to leave. But once everybody got back together and you decided to stay, you, you you couldn't rediscover that desire to go fight for a title. You were up three one. Do I need to say that nine thousand times? I, I just want to go hold a, a, a giant sign as their plane, no matter what, you know, comes back. You were up three one. You were up through every excuse you want to say. You had a three one lead. That's what it is. And 3-1 leads don't get blown. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now from the bubble, L.A. Times NBA insider extraordinaire who has just had his workload cut in half. 
He is longtime friend of the show, Dan Wojcicki, who, Dan, I, I want to know, did you have the stamina to be able to write and cover the stories all night tonight? Because clearly the Clippers said they were all winded and they couldn't play in the fourth quarter, had to come out after three minutes. Guys, uh, I did have that stamina, um, but only after coming down from three games in Denver at altitude here in the bubble, which is mm. it's a real bear. Yeah. You've got to be you careful were, of that. You were up an extra 15 or 20 rows when the Nuggets were technically the home team, and then you came down when the Clippers were the home team. Well, that's what they did is they used the lift from the Haunted Mansion ride, <laughs> and they, they, they put the court up. It, it, it's really pretty incredible technology, guys. You'll, you'll, see a big, you'll see a big feature on it here in the conference finals, I'm sure. All right, so let's start here. We've had so many different – I mean, it's been all, all, all this game mm-hmm. for the past two hours on the show. Clippers blow this 3-1 to one lead. Your, your big reaction to this is what? I mean, un- until a Clippers team um, stares success in the face and doesn't run from it, um, the onus is on them to prove me wrong. Um, that's just sort of how I feel about it, guys. And this isn't an I told you so thing. I mean, I have no skin in this game or anything like that. It just seems like when this team has been on the precipice of success, something has always gone wrong. And um, in this series, honestly, you, you know, you could look at what happened in game five and say, it's kind of fluky, right? Like, you know, your team is an elimination game. You, you, you're beating up on them. And, and you take your foot off your ga- off the gas a little bit because, you know, you just you, you don't respect them maybe the way you should, right? Like that can happen once in this series. The right. fact that it happens identically again the next game, and then almost identically again in, in some ways in, in the game after that, to me speaks to a lack of toughness. It speaks to um, a lack of sort of embracing a pressure moment. You know, and look, every team is different. Like, this this team has nothing to do with 3-1 blown lead, um, with the exception of Doc Rivers, honestly. Uh, um, there, there's no other through lines, right, between what happened against the Houston Rockets and, and what happened tonight. But but to me, it just seems like, again, like this team, when faced with, the, you know, the chance, Doc said the other day, the chance to be great, um, they couldn't do it. And now they're going to have, a lot of time to kind of stew and figure out why that is. And, and to be honest, I, I think th- that process is going to be warped by the fact that they blew, uh, what, 47 points of leads in three elimination games. And that's just a stunning number. I asked the obvious question that flows out of this. Even though it was mm-hmm. a difficult season and a lot of starts and stops and chaos, is Doc Rivers back next year? It's a good question. I think so. Um, you, you know, I really do. Um, I think that, uh, you know, one, one thing, it's, it's a hell of a way to go out preaching that we need more continuity, right? And the reason why we lost is continuity, and then, and then we're going to disrupt some of that continuity, right? Like, I think that's number one. Well, Dude, he's the guy voice. preaching it, Dan. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, but like it's Paul George, too. I mean, that's, you, you know what I mean? Like, what, you know, Kawhi, when Kawhi talked after the game, it was more, I think, about, on-court level changes, right, about higher basketball IQ players and stuff like that. Now, look, Mm -hmm. this is sort of like there's like an element of like the fog of war here, right, too, where like you get out of this a little bit, you you get a little bit of a clearer head, and and you make a decision. I'll say this, um, without making any predictions, I don't know. I have not yet spoken to anybody within the Clippers about Dr. Rivers' future. But I will say this. 
Um, I think it should they, they should consider it, obviously. Um, and, and when they when they look at kind of where this team was, and, and you know when teams don't succeed and they don't meet expectations, it, you know especially if you do have to make a big change, it's got like it, finding a big change another way is going to be really difficult. You know, if, if they decide that's what they need, if they decide they need to make big changes, it, it's, it's you know, the money's out there in free agency. They certainly don't have any draft capital or any real assets to move in a, in a big trade. I think they can obviously, look, you can take on bad contracts in this league, um, and they've got an owner willing to go into luxury tax to do so. Uh, but it's the pathway to improvement is, is very tricky. I mean, that's that to me is what the, you know, like, I think I understand sort of the spirit of what Paul George is trying to say. Um, I disagree with it completely. But sort of the idea, <laughs> but, but the spirit of it being that, you know, like, when we signed on for this, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, and then when we saw everything that happened this year with guys getting injured and stuff like that, that, like, yeah, like, we were good enough to win games on the court, but, like, we probably weren't together enough to win them, you know, deep in the playoffs. Like, if that's what he's saying, like, Okay, fine. Like that that may or may not be true. But when you trade what the Clippers traded to get Paul George, right? Um it like that and by the way, him and Kawhi, and when Kawhi Leonard signs a, a two-year deal essentially with a, with an option for a third, like you are on the clock. It is championship mm-hmm. or bust every time a season starts. And um to, to me that's just like you, you know, Look, I, I don't know if he really believes what he said or not, um, but I, I think, you know, trying to put a happy face on blowing a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets in this, is, um, obviously, and if you can see my mentions, it's not sitting well with people. <laughs> no, of course. Well, and here's the other thing. It's not the only thing, right? It's, it's Paul George saying it wasn't a championship or bust season. And then, you know, we're hearing that, you know, Mark Spears had the report tonight that many Clippers couldn't play more than three, four minutes in the fourth quarter because they were tired. Sure. Well, so I, 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 I think that so Doc so Doc said that in his post game too, um, and if you go back and look, I, there's really only one guy um, who like asked out of that like who was asking out of games, and this happened all series, and it was Patrick Beverly. And not to make any excuses or anything like this, look, it's a game seven, it's like gas to the pedal, but like that's a guy who was playing you know four minute spurts throughout the series um, as he worked back from a calf injury. That cost him almost most of the first round. I, I, I look, it's bad optics, right? Like honestly, it is. They didn't lose this game because of condition. You know, this this this, this was this is mental, right? Like it is it is staring us right in the face. It, it's not hard to figure this out. Um, this was a team that was given the chance, and, and um, they collapsed and they folded, and and that is a hundred percent mental. All right, let me ask you this question in, in a very creative way. Uh, okay. If Kawhi Leonard were to go to Jimmy Butler's coffee cart, would he sell him <laughs> any since coffee is only for closers and Kawhi was awful in the fourth quarter all series long? I will answer this question, um, honestly, and, and that is an absolute yes, he would. Um, and he would charge him $20, <laughs> happily take that money because Jimmy is a businessman. Real quick story, guys. I tweeted this out uh, after Jimmy kind of had that, that great and one um, late in game one. So yesterday, I believe was – I think it was yesterday. Who knows what – or if it wasn't yesterday, it was two days ago, whatever. Uh, it was Jimmy Butler's birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, Jimmy's sitting outside on the ground outside the heat practice. 
<clears throat> these guys are finishing up shots and doing media. And, and Eric Spolster walks by and says, hey, Jimmy, vanilla latte, right? Jimmy Butler's like, 20 bucks, you can get whatever you want. And Spolster's like, what, it's your birthday. What about a birthday discount? Jimmy Butler says, fine, $40. So this, this dude, he would sell Kawhi coffee right now, too. Absolutely. Closer or not. He, he is not, he is not um, to the Baldwin barista rules. That is not, he does not subscribe. Uh, but, but look, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, just, a, a, just an abomination of a fourth quarter for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But he, I think this is part of the thing, right? Is like, like you you look at this roster and if you know some some nice guys don't have it, like honestly, right? Like Kawhi Leonard missed some really good shots, Paul George missed some really good shots. I think more concerning, honestly, was that they they both kind of faded from sort of the overall offensive flow. And then I think even on top of that was the fact that like those guys missing, instead of that signaling to to really anybody other than Montrezl Harrell who was still aggressive to the basket. So Michael Green did some nice stuff, I guess, in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But everybody else just freaked out too. Yeah. You know, and and I think I think that's the thing, right? Like so, you know, if we want to litigate Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I think one of the things that I that I see is like, you know, like it wasn't the fourth quarter that was like the huge problem. I look at the first quarter, to be honest. Like those guys didn't have the starts that they needed to have mm-hmm. to build confidence. Um, you know, amongst other players, you look at what Jamal Murray did. You look at what Nikola Jokic did. And when that game changed in the third quarter, and it changed pretty quickly, uh, people will look at the box score and they'll see the amazing Jokic numbers, and they are amazing. Uh, he is just a glorious treat to watch. He's like this amazing, like half glacier, half you know, water polo playing like the walrus. It's it's really really amazing. Um, you, you, you know, the. Uh, but but it was it was three pointers from Paul Millsap. It was three pointers from Jeremy Grant. You know, after Jamal Murray, like it was sort of like you know like the lid had been broken off the rim, and like all of a sudden they were throwing pennies into a hula hoop, and like and every time the Clippers missed, like it's hard to express this guys watching it because because obviously the rim doesn't look smaller or bigger, but like you could just feel it. You could feel that rim shrinking, and you could feel the Denver rim getting bigger. And it happened in game five, it happened in game six, and it, it really happened tonight. All right, so lastly, Dan, as, as obviously we're, we're looking ahead now to the Western Conference Finals, clearly LeBron James knows, okay, I have to stop Jamal Murray in the clutch. Are the Nuggets a good matchup or a bad matchup for the Lakers? Um, I mean, I think, I think it's a better matchup certainly than the Clippers. Um, you, you know, at this point, like, it feels like um, – you know, Denver's got a great game plan. It's get down three one, have everybody think you're you're toast, and then and then just run through you know whoever you're playing. I mean, I think um, <clears throat> look, this should be this should be the Lakers, right? Like, and I and I think not even necessarily particularly that close. If there if there is a guy who you could draw up to to try and, and guard Nikola Jokic, I mean, it's Anthony Davis, right? Like, this is like the premier sort of you know big man who can move his feet and be versatile. Um, you know, look, I, I think uh, the, the the questions that I have about the Lakers would be the same questions against Denver as they would be against the Clippers. That's like, do they have enough shooting? Um, do we think playoff Rondo's, uh, you know, going to be conference finals Rondo? Do we trust um, KCP and, and some of these other guys to, to, to step into shots and hit them when they're there? Or is it just going to be LeBron and AD doing all the lifting? Um, I like Denver. Denver has tremendous depth. Um, guys like I mean, we've seen, we saw how guys like Gary Harris, uh, Monte Morris, those guys really mattered 
for Denver in this series, truly, in addition to the Stars. Um, they're going to have to be really, really balanced to beat the Lakers, but um, I just ultimately think that, you know, LeBron, like, LeBron, LeBron and Anthony Davis, just the way that um, they can kind of put their thumbs on stuff, um, you know, it, it, it should be it should be a Laker win. But look, um, you know, Denver's Denver's been really, they're like a cockroach. You know, they're super hard to kill right now, that's for sure. He's on Twitter at Dan Wojcicki Sports. That's at Dan Wojcicki Sports, L.A. Times, NBA Insider. Dan, appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you soon. And, look, you have a lot of free time now because it's just the Lakers. So I, I, I You know, you, they yeah. make me go to other games too, okay? So <laughs> like, I, I, my, my free time is still Okay, there's still only one other game. Right, there's only one other game. All right, you can't say that <laughs> there's right, one other game enough. now. <laughs> See you, buddy. Have fun. Bye, <laughs> right, Dan. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.